Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest Greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash Talking Dogs. Hello and welcome along to episode 43 of Talking Dogs on Thursday with myself, Barry Drake. This week, we're going to speak to Stephen Reedy, who is such a big part of the Ballymac operation uh, below and Kerry, such a, a powerful um, operation. And uh, we're going to welcome Stephen to the podcast now. Hello to you, Stephen. Hi, Barry. How are you? Very well. Um, so I suppose, look, the first question I'd like to ask you, Stephen, is how you got in, involved in, in Greyhounds and uh, take us back to the very start. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess um, I've, I've been involved in Greyhounds as long as I can remember, to be honest. Um, there's pictures floating around the house here and bits and pieces of me um, of me when I was very young holding on to dogs. Um, I guess my granddad was uh, Mikey K. Reedy. Mikey Reedy, known known by most people, um, he trained out at Trillian. He was lucky to have some great dogs throughout the years, so um, I guess I got I kind of got the bug from him and my dad. Um, my dad, my dad would be Thomas Reedy. He used to give my granddad a hand when he'd all the dogs. So um, yeah, I guess <laughs> I kind of uh, I kind of as long as I can remember, I'm involved in it. So um, yeah, I guess I I don't know any other way of life really. Very good. So growing up, I would imagine you have some great memories so of your um, grandfather's greyhounds and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've um, been lucky enough, like, my, grand- my granddad had some great dogs for some great people, like, um, won a couple of classics and bits and pieces, won the Guinness Trophy in 99, and a few more other small things around Trillian bits and pieces. So, um, yeah, oh, look. It was so family oriented and everything. So um, great memories, funny memories, and bits and pieces. So um, yeah, very good. So it sounds like your your grandfather was quite successful in the world of greyhound racing. So Stephen, I yeah, uh, um, I guess he, he was probably he was probably at his best when when I was very young. Um, so I probably can't remember the best, the, the better parts of it, but. Um, he always he had dogs when I was growing up and stuff and bits and pieces. So um, goofy winners. Um, as I say, goofy winners for um a couple of different people and stuff. Um, I guess he used to he used to love it. He used to love the challenge. Um, when he was training dogs, he doesn't he doesn't anymore. But um, I guess he was known for getting uh, kind of awkward dogs going and bits and pieces and winning races and stuff and. Um, bringing dogs up to grades and bits and pieces. So um, yeah, yeah. Um, my granddad, and my dad, definitely. Um, together, um, would have would have really bred the dogs into me. Very good. And um, Tralee Greyhound Stadium, I would imagine. So is your your local Greyhound Stadium? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm going to Tralee since I was probably I guess four or five years old. Um. I can't I, I I can't remember the old track. Um I think that was before kind of before my time but uh, yeah, I can I can probably remember I can remember going to three going back when I was probably I guess ten or twelve, I guess I would have met I would have made a lot of good friends out of three track in bits and pieces and um yeah, see my local track and probably where probably where, where I'd be most most weekends if, if people were allowed into the tracks at the moment with the lockdown and the and everything. But um 
that'd be my general weekend would be Tralee track yeah and in fairness um, Tralee Greyhound Stadium it's a very well run um, Greyhound Stadium and you've got some very passionate uh, Greyhound people below in, in, in Tralee and in Kerry yeah yeah um, I guess uh, we're lucky in Tralee as you said there's so many passionate people um, involved in Greyhounds like there's a huge Greyhound community in Tralee and or around Tralee and around Kerry, North Kerry, South Kerry and everything like the people that travel from Cartagena and Valencia an hour, an hour and a half away to, to race one or two dogs there the weekend but they don't know any other way um, but, but to do that like that's what they've been doing all their lives and I guess look as you said it's um, it's famous for some great dogs so um, I guess a lot of great dogs started their career in Tralee track so um, yeah I guess that's it yeah, and in terms of um, working for, for the Dowlings, tell us how that uh, came about and uh, how long have you been involved with the, the famous Barry Mac Kennels? Yeah, yeah, Barry. Um, I guess I, <laughs> I've only given Liam and Shane, Shane a hand for, for years and fun years. Um, I used to give my hand there trials and course and give my hand to runners at track and bits and pieces. But um, I guess everything got a bit serious, I'd say, about... Um, I guess roughly five years ago now. Um, I just finished a year in college and I wasn't really fully interested in going back and I was working in a clothes shop here in Tralee in bits and pieces and uh, it was a Friday night above the track and Liam approached me and he just said to me, um, just asking me how everything was going college and working everything. I, I basically told him straight out that I hadn't a clue what I was doing that I wasn't really planning on going back to college in bits and pieces and he said, look, he said, there's an opportunity there for the summer. Um, basically, he offered, me, he offered me a job there a couple of days a week, and a couple of days a week turned into full-time, and the summer turned into whatever it is, five years later, I'd say. So, um, yeah, I, sure. I, I, I don't know if I'd take a bad, a bad bunch off, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm there. And uh, I did, it was a great, it, I'm very grateful to be part of the set up there, and, um, I guess it's a great place to be and I'm lucky to be involved with some great dogs yeah that's for sure and just for any of our um, maybe younger greyhound enthusiasts Stephen or that might be listening to the podcast because we have so many young people as well getting involved in this sport I'm sure you'd advise maybe you know the, the younger people to try and get involved in a kennel if they're thinking about getting involved in training themselves um, in, in time to come oh yeah um, as you said Barry there's so many great young people involved in this game at the moment um, all around the country. I mean, you see Timmy Holland there racing every weekend for his dad. He's the Matthews up the north. I mean, Mark Donovan has taken the training scene by storm since he's taken over from his dad. Uh, there's so many great people blowing, blowing free here. Julian O'Keefe, Derek and Brendan Reedy. And there's so many other people around my age that, um, that are involved in dogs their own dogs and people and everything so um, I think a lot of people say that um, you know it's an older man's game it's not it's not there's a great crop of people my age coming through and even younger than me and as you say getting involved in the bigger kennel I think it's something it's something people like, I think it's something everyone has to do um, I went from I went from my granddad's kennel keeping a few well, he's cut back numbers at the time, keeping a few graders and stuff. Um, I was with Martin Mariachi, the Boher dogs, who would have had the great Boher Paddy in a few more. I was with them for a while, and then I progressed on to Lee's place, and 
you learn so much and you learn so many different ways and I guess I've learned so much out in Ballymac over the last couple of years that I probably wouldn't have learned. Um, I guess Liam has a different way of doing things and if, you, if, if you're going to be serious about this game you have to get out there and see other people's perspectives and take it all in and look, uh, I guess I'm lucky enough that I've been able to do that really recently. Yeah, without a doubt, um, picking up all that uh, valuable experience and um, I'm sure it's going to stand you in good stead going forward. Just give us uh, maybe an example of a typical day for you, for you yourself at the Ballymac Kennel, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. well, I guess, uh, you know, yourself every day is a busy day when it comes to dogs. I mean, look, there's, um, we do different bits every day. I mean, there's, so many, there's, there's a lot of dogs coming through there, bits and pieces, so... Um, Look, a typical day, you be walking race dogs in the morning, um, after giving them their breakfast, their breakfast and stuff, or you could, you could might be on to galloping into the sapling thing, getting dogs ready for tracking. I guess, um, uh, I guess when you're trying to vary so many different types of, or age of dogs, then you could be going in for schooling trials there on a Wednesday morning in Tralee and, uh, look, just speed up then stuff and get dogs in now and there could be a bit of swimming a bit of galloping a bit of anything so um, look every day is a different day and I guess that's, that's a bit like I guess yes tell us tell us Stephen what's your favourite part of the, of the whole um, you know involvement with greyhounds is it galloping is it going racing what, what, what's your favourite bit um, I guess look I, I, I love going racing I love watching dogs racing and everything but um, I guess over the last few years being at Liam I've been able to see dogs grow up um, see so many dogs grow up in fields and fighting paddocks and progressing onto the track and then going um, going on to, to race and watch them win races like I, I always say it I can remember um, I can remember the first day we brought in the um, Bally McCaz um, and her comrade I can remember the first day that we brought him on Walking did Cipriano in the morning, and you know I I didn't have that before. Like where we used to always when I was with my granddad, we used to get dogs in basically ready to to race. Like so, um, I guess part of something that I really enjoyed just watching the dogs grow up and becoming these great animals that you do become. That's for sure. And um, in in terms of a kennel of greyhounds, obviously every greyhound ha- has their own temperament. Some are very easy to handle, and uh, others maybe not so easy to handle. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, as you know yourself, as you just said there, like all these dogs have their different temperaments and everything. Like the dogs that are absolute wired to the last, and you have the nervous dogs that just need extra time. But um, yeah, I guess. Like, <laughs> It's part, it's part of it, um, it's what I guess every dog is unique, and I guess it's, it's something that makes every dog unique, really. Um, if every dog is the same, if it's every dog did everything right, it'd be, it'd be great, but look, some dogs take extra time in bits and pieces, and look, it's just, it's just part of it, really. Sure is so many standout dogs um over the last kind of five six even even longer but since you've joined the um Belly Mac Kennels, there give us a standout moment or two. Um, well, I guess uh, the standout moment for me, um, personally, really would be, I guess it, it's kind of a toss up between the day Belly Mackenna won the course and what, um, I guess is. The first, the first year I went to Clonmel, I always said I'd love to take the winner in Clonmel, and thankfully, and you did business that day. Um, that was a great moment, and 
I guess another great moment for myself was um, probably Anton winning the ledger it was two years ago. Um, I guess Anton was a dog that really grew on me, a dog that I, a dog that I, um, I think everybody knew that I had a soft spot for. Um, so um, just just to praise kind of my first big classic winner and um, for Liam to trust me to bring him up every night in bits and pieces. Myself and my dad travelled with him every night. So, um, yeah, that, that, that is definitely a huge stand-up moment for me, to be honest. Yeah, special moments, no doubt. And um, it's obviously, look, um, a, an unbelievably uh, well-run organisation and um, you get on very well below there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, look, I guess, I guess if we didn't get along, everything would fall apart. Um, no, we all we all have our comfy days and bits and pieces. But sure, that's it. Like that's that's all part of it. But um, I guess it's look, it's it's very kind of family oriented, really. If you look at it, um, you have Liam and Shane and, and Jane, who um, obviously would all be family and they've been involved in dogs for as long as they can remember. And Liam and Jane's dad, who would have been obviously Shane's granddad, he was he had dogs and bits and pieces, so they were bred into it. And, Look, they've grown this, they've grown what is, what was a small business into, into a hugely successful farm. And I guess, look, just lucky to be part of it, really. We have to touch on your uh, recent fundraiser for the Irish Retired Greyhound um, Trust, Stephen. You set yourself uh, a, a tough challenge and um, you got great support as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, look, if any, it, it was kind of a, it was a mad thing to do. Um, obviously doing the 5k a day for I think the month of March um, of course I picked a month with 31 days and bits and pieces but um, I can remember I was sitting down I was talking to a good friend of mine on I don't know on FaceTime or something kind of matching and uh, just saying it to him I said, I said look I said I want to do something for fundraise because um, Benny myself they could just done a very successful fundraise for the IRGT and I, I said to him I said I'd love to do something for him because I guess look the IRGT do such great do such a great job in, in finding all these dogs a great home and bits and pieces and uh, I was talking to Connor, I was talking to a couple more, Paul Paul and Brendan Reed and Tim and I just said, Look, I said, I, I I got this thing into my head, I was like, Look, I might I'm thinking about doing a five K a day for the month of March, like you know, I might get a thousand euros set up a go for me pages and bits and pieces and I got on to Heather about the police track and she, I mentioned it to her and she said to me, she said, look, she said, if there's anything we can do and we did a bit of a photo shoot the front to, um, to launch it and uh, it went from strength to strength, to be honest. Um, I think it, I, look, the runs were, some of the days were tough, some of them were easy and bits and pieces and thankfully I got some better weather than most of the days but um, just to see the support that I got was unbelievable. Um, I think I raised, I raised just under 3,000 euro. Um, yeah. People of this industry um, and I guess friends and family bits and pieces. It, 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 it was special and special to me because um, I didn't expect to look. I, I, I said a modest target of 1,000 euro. And I said, look, I got a 1,000 is great. Connect a 1,000 euro for, the, for, a, for a great... Um, for a great crowd and great and, and a, a great team that the IRG have, IRGT has. So um, look, 
to get to get the money that I did with bringing it. Yeah, it was a phenomenal figure, and uh, I was following uh, your, some of your times closely, Stephen. And um, you certainly weren't hanging around in them in them five k's. Is, is it something you do um, throughout the year? Uh, I actually had a chat with Shane one day um, in working sense to me because I I've done a couple of good times in different pieces, and I guess I would have done I I would have been I would have done a lot of running a couple of years ago, and I guess I kind of. I kind of lost interest in it. I lost interest in playing football and bits and pieces. And uh, I, when the lockdown started last year, I went back. I, I went back doing a bit of running, and again, I just completely stopped there for a while. I'd say I'd say I didn't go for a run in six months before the run, the month of March. But um, I just look when I kept busy and working and going the whole time. I just I'm probably just kind of a bit naturally fit or something without sounding cocky, but. Um, yeah, yeah, the times were good. I, I was getting some great comments there. Um, I was above a Newbridge one night um, for the Andre Fitch, and I was inside the car park five minutes and Declan and Burn and Tom Sullivan and a ball come up to me, you know, oh, did you run or did you run or did you drive up? You know, kind of funny comments. <laughs> Yeah, and 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 um, just in terms of I suppose fundraising um, for the Irish Retired Greyhound Trust, do you think um, more of us can, can, should take a leaf out of your book, and it's something that we should be looking into doing? Uh, look, I guess um, every little, uh, <laughs> pardon the pun, but every little helps. I mean, if we can if we can think of some great ways to get money in for the IRGC, look, they, they obviously they obviously need the support. Um, I know they're getting uh, jobs and getting money off the IGD and whatnot, but always <laughs> any extra money is always going to be great help and it's always going to be well used. Um, I guess we're lucky very much. Celtic did a did a lottery fundraiser before I did the before I started doing the runs, and I guess it's just something it's just something that we need to think of. I mean, maybe not just for the IRGC, but for the local taxing companies. Um, I know Club Mel to the supporters club lot on stuff there and truly did it for a while and maybe we need to think about bringing these things back in and bits and pieces and uh, I look as you said maybe we could grow this 5k thing and get, get 20 or 30 people around the country maybe a person in every county or something involved to make it kind of a bit bigger than just one person you never know so. yes so, sounds sounds good um, loads of great ideas there Stephen we, we'll keep them for another day and just in terms of the Lee Strand at um, Tralee it's always a big event and we've been following the uh, competition closely and uh, you know Declan Dowling has been putting you through your paces with all these interviews over the last number of weeks yeah yeah uh, <laughs> the interviews are uh, kind of funny I just um I, <laughs> I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be great at all that stuff. Now, as you can probably tell. No, you're you're well able. You 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 sound like a, an experienced campaigner at this stage, and, and that's what you are. But Barry Mac Rule, he's another ground. I'm sure you have a soft spot for. Yeah, yeah. I guess um, look with, with all the hassle of course in the last year, um, I can remember. I like, again going back to going back to remember dogs in the run. Like, I can remember Rule, his sister Floral, and another sister that leaned on. I can remember him being the paddock and growing up and I just remember being in the van one day and he turned around to me and he said to me, he said, he said I think that dog's going to be special. No, obviously he was very well bred and uh, killed them up and brought him into kennel there last summer with some pieces and um, got him ready for court and he was looking, you know, he looked, he looked kind of special to be honest. Um, 
brought him to Castellani when he was a very young pup. Like he, he was a delight pup. He's in Castellani, and um, I think uh, I think he was going there to run two rounds, and he run so well in his first two rounds that he said we'd leave a minute. So he's beaten in the semi final. Um, beaten in the semi final again, a very young pup, but he done one or two great runs there, and he. He matured so much after it, and I guess we were looking forward to getting him out again, but the breakdown in course, and so brought him to the track, gave him a couple of runs, <laughs> and he just keeps, like, I, I can remember we gave him, he was, he was going to go for the on-racing three, the juvenile, and uh, we gave him a trial there, and the track wasn't great, and he wasn't really staying the 525 great, so just before the juvenile started, um, the course mistake came up, and obviously he was looking to tailor made for it to be honest. Um and look he obviously went away and went away through that unbeat and did some great clocks and was very impressive coming from behind some nice and bits and pieces and looked in it was on to the Lee Strand. Um again the Lee Strand is such a great competition and fair play to Lee Strand for backing the track every year and there's always some great dogs come out of it and um, I guess he's, he, he, he's been holding on every night. I mean, I think he was very impressive in the semi-final. So, um, look, he's in the final. He's a smashing dog. He's in the final and he's in trap two and hopefully he can do the business. I mean, it's a, it, it, it's a, it's a very open final. I think there's some great dogs in it. Dogs that will go on and be a lot more than, uh, later on in the year. I think there's a lot of dogs that will be open past there on that final, final bits and pieces. So, look. Hopefully he can break and do the business and be far enough clear to hold on, hopefully. Hopefully we'll be um, watching and listening to you speak to uh, Declan again at the weekend, uh, Stephen. Just in terms, we'll finish up with the English Greyhound Derby because um, you know the, the Ballymac Kennels are going to have a huge following, not just here in Ireland, but across the pond as well in the UK. Um, everyone keeping an eye out for, for Liam Dowling, what he's bringing across. Um, obviously, Liam was over um, earlier this week and Tuesday. It was unfortunate what happened, but um, Ballymac Wild and Ballymac Ariel done two amazing trials, it has to be said. Yeah, yeah. Um, I guess look, it's it, it just unfortunate what happened with the I think it's the hair motor or something. Um, the hair motor went in the track. Um, we were lucky enough they were try. <coughs> excuse me, they were trial one and trial five. I think area was the last trial of the day that went ahead. Um, why did twenty nine thirty one? First look at the track after they travelling a bit and pieces the day before. Um, an area the twenty nine eleven which was. Look, it was a crazy run, but um, you know who she's she's a she's a very impressive animal, and I guess she kind of dropped the boil there before the curbing bits and pieces, and I guess she wasn't really herself. But the last couple of weeks, since she was knocked out in curbing, she's really come into form, and I guess they're going <laughs> they're going into this English Derby very fresh out the whole lot of them. Um, wild wild and aerial obviously have the extra trial got now, but. I think this part is facilitating trials on Thursday for the other four, but yeah, look, he's gone over there with six. Um, Wild and Ariel obviously have two great chances. Um, great name that. Ballymac Wisdom, uh, Ballymac Fair one, and the fifth one, or the sixth one is Ballymac Kingdom. Uh, look, it's, it's they all have they all have a good chance I mean they, they sure do but look I'm going to put you on the spot now for listeners of the podcast Stephen who should they be having their 5 euros each way on <laughs> look very it's like, <laughs> it's like picking between children really to me like because I guess you, when you're looking at them every day it's hard to pick one but 
Um, I think after the trial on Tuesday, it, it, it's hard not to not to look at Ariel, to be honest. Good stuff, good stuff. Look, we'll be following them with um, real uh, close interest as well in the coming weeks, flying the flag for Ireland. Stephen, it was uh, fantastic to speak to you um, on the podcast this week. You're another really, really passionate passionate young greyhound man and uh, we thank you for, for joining us on the podcast. Thanks a million, Barry. Talking Dogs on Thursday with Barry Drake. For all the latest greyhound racing news, check out grisland.ie forward slash talking dogs.